Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Tom Prince is here from WNY Athletics. They're doing a great job. You guys are covering every game so far. Kyrie Demos from Niagara Gazette is here, and Roger Weiss, Francis Beck, is out on assignment. I believe he is covering some volleyball action today, so we'll have to catch him next week when he returns. Yeah, Tom, you guys have been really busy. You're all over. You guys are doing a great job covering the games, uh, broadcasting the games, and uh, seems like it's been a lot of fun. What a great ride this I mean, this time of year. Can you ask for anything better? No, you you really can't. And and to, this was probably the first week you could actually say it may have been football weather. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> as far oh, as yeah. how cold it got and uh, and and all the other elements that were coming into play, but. Uh, this is no doubt an exciting time of year. I mean, now you're talking about it being, you know, we're we're at the stadium, right? This is the this is the game that all these kids play for, and you know, you definitely got got to give a lot of credit to Frank and and all the the stuff he's done to be able to help get Western New York athletics all over the place and make sure that these games are covered and be able to get some sort of uh, media attention towards every one of these games. And cool. Matt Tadero too, got to give him some credit too for. Uh, all the guys that are yeah. out there oh, yeah. doing it throughout, guys. you know, yeah. and it's uh, it's good. I mean, we've got high school football or high school sports on the map in Western New York, and I know there's a strong following. Uh, I know, especially for this program, uh, you know, I'm always surprised when I find out who's listening. Hey, you know, I tune in every week. I was talking to one of our local politicians. Uh, so yeah, I tune in every Saturday. Wow, <laughs> pretty cool. So good stuff. Well, we're going to talk about the games uh, from last night. We're also going to size up. Uh, it's hard to believe we're saying it already. We're going to size up the matchups at the uh, at the stadium. That's uh, next Friday and Saturday. Plus, we have Monsignor Martin. Uh, their playoffs coming up. See who's doing what. Uh, Raj, and I know I always go to you first on this one, but uh, for the last several weeks, I've been talking about the concession stand battle with uh, Nate. He's going to rub in these ribs. I have to. Ribs and from now till the cows come home. You know, no pun but intended. But <laughs> here's the thing, though. <laughs> and it's not just, you know, with you sports. It's, it's high school. We go to the games. And what happens at halftime? You're hungry. Go to the concession stand. Those people work awfully hard. They put in a lot of time in, in the volunteers, putting in their free time to help the school out, to help the programs out. So they should be recognized, and I'm so grateful that they do. So uh, here's a list that have received certificates, and this was held at the uh, announced last Sunday at uh, Sparky Adams Field, where NASA held its championships. All right, receiving certificates: best chili dog, KAT. Best Pizza, Pendleton. Uh, let's see. Best Cheeseburger, Wilson. Best Taco in a Bag, Cheektowaga. Best Chicken Fingers, Black Rock. Best Loaded Nachos, Luport. Best Sausage Sandwich, Lockport. 
Best Biscuit and Gravy, Niagara Wheatfield. Best, and I never heard of this one, guys. Best Hot Apple Pie in a Bag. If you guys have ever apple had hot pie in a bag, yeah, I, I'm trying to picture what it would be like. Whipped cream in it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there anything like uh, Bobshes pierogi sells that apple uh, a la mode por- pierogi, so it's got to be somehow related to that. Yeah. Well, TFC, Tonawanda Football Clinic had that best super chowder. Can you guys guess? Wilson, okay, if you've ever say. been up there for, for a game and you smell that chowder in the air, forget it. Uh, let's see. Receiving trophies, best service, uh, Williamsville. Best basic food, North Tonawanda Athletic Association for their French fries. Best specialty to food, Buffalo Vets for spaghetti salad and barbecue ribs. Oh, I could testify for oh, those ribs. Awesome. As well as their so homemade good. coleslaw, which is absolutely amazing. amazing. And the grand champion, as I predicted, the Buffalo Vets. So congratulations, Buffalo uh, Vets. James Mallory's mom runs the concession stand there. She does an amazing job. So shout out to the Vets organization. I know a couple of their teams won championships, and their concession stand takes home the big prize. What was that first one you said, K-A-T? Yeah, Kenmore, Tonawanda. Oh, I thought That's I, one. I said K, I thought of Kensington, and I just kind of, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> well, you know, you said K A T, and you didn't, you know, Anthony. You know, he's always pushing. You know, the I envelope. have a one-track mind. <laughs> he's always pushing the envelope. All right, time for our G and G Fitness Coach of the Week. If you would like to nominate a coach, simply go to LifeFit.com, enter the name of the coach and why that coach is being no- nominated. Congratulations goes out to St. Francis's Jerry Smith. What a job he has done with that team this year, Tom. You pointed that out yesterday. Uh, I mean, we've always known Coach Smith has been one of the premier coaches in Western New York, so it really is no surprise uh, what he's able to do. Oh, no, he's a, a phenomenal coach, runs a phenomenal program. But to why Jerry Smith? To get wins over a St. Joe's and a Canisius in the same year is just an unbelievable feat. And it doesn't matter who it is. If you can win both those games that are considered rivalry games – that's something that's got to be recognized. It really does. And uh, even this year, if you look at it, most people out there, especially when you look at polls and everything else, think that the three Monsignor Martin teams are three of the top teams in Western New York, period. So to win over, in essence, okay, whether you want to say top three, top five, whatever, you've got two big wins over top five, top seven top teams 10. in Western New York, top three, I don't care what you want to use it, but you've got two major wins under your belt. Give Jerry Smith a lot of credit. And not to mention, didn't you say they have one of the most potent offenses? Uh, You're I, probably I have regardless two, of two finalists for the yeah. Conley. I would I'd be shocked yeah. if they didn't. If you remember, and I, I spurred a little controversy last time when, we, <laughs> when I asked about the quarterback-running-back combo. But, I mean, you're talking about – I mean, look about it. When's the last time that you heard a quarterback could throw for 300 yards? And, oh, by the way, the running back will try to match it and just miss 300 yards. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just unbelievable. I mean, is. that is a potent offense, period. No question. And, uh, you know, th- you got to give Jerry Smith a, a ton of credit because he has done just wonders with that team. The, the early on was the question that a lot of people have is, how is the line play going to hold up? And boy, have they just not only have they held up, but they've risen to the occasion and they've been really good in showing teams that 
listen, we can stand with the best of them. And you have to look at right now, uh, I, I think, you know, logically you say St. Francis is the odds-on favorite to win. Well, they still got to win Champ- one more against one of those right, two teams. Right, But, I, I mean, you know, if you look at how they perform throughout the year, I think, you know, you're in Las Vegas, you put them as the uh, favorite. But this is Monsignor Martin, and anything can happen. That's true. Yeah. And even let's put Monsignor Martin out of it. Trying to beat a team twice in a season is very difficult very to right. do. Especially so, uh, like familiar programs like yes. these, you know what I mean? And I, I think uh, another thing to factor in, you know, this is a pretty veteran-laden group in San, um, with St. Francis. When you've got a young Canisius team. you got a, 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 a team in Joe's who's got some, some, um, some veteran talent, but – you know, you got to um, – it seems like they've been really just trying to get back to this level. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they've been um, adding brick by brick over the last couple of years. So, you know, I feel like this is really the year that St. Francis has to, you know, feel that they are the favorite and to take advantage of that. Bearing yeah. in mind, too, that you're talking about a young Canisius team. This young Canisius team is the only blemish on Maritime Charters' uh, otherwise perfect season this year, and they just – they whooped them. They yeah. didn't just beat them. So don't look at the, what, two and whatever Three record. Three and five, I believe Three and five are. record for Canisius. They deserve to be in the top ten, if not the top five. Speaking of Canisius, they are at Cardinal O'Hara today. Mm-hmm. I think that's a 1 o'clock kickoff. 1 yeah, or one thirty. there today, it's early. Yeah. Listen, if you are not at that St. Joe's Canisius game, you're going to miss something because that is going to be a game that you want to be at and a game for the ages, I'm telling you. Even if they're not playing for a championship, that's a fun game to go to. Now, is that at Joe's this year? Yes, because Joe's has got the win, so it'll be be at Joe's. But, I mean, listen. That's next Saturday, right? Yeah, you you do not want to miss that game. That will be one that we will be talking about, be one for the ages. These are two teams that – Want that win badly, and you'll see it out on the field. It just stinks because you also have the games going on at the Ralph. So, you know, as a high school football fan, you know, how do you pick which one you want to go to? It's a tough call. So, I mean, if you're a Monsignor Martin guy, obviously you're going to go to uh, to that game. If that would probably be like a one o'clock game at Joe's, maybe one thirty. Yeah, I would. Uh, which would be right in the middle of the D championship game a week from now, which I believe starts at noon. And the C, which I believe starts at three thirty. I know the A game. C starts at six thirty, actually. What is the A game at three thirty? Oh no, no, it's um, it's the the C game is at is at six thirty. Well, then I guess the A game must be the three thirty game. I yeah. thought the news had it the other way around. There you go, thinking again, Raj. <laughs> we warned you about that thinking stuff. It's bad dangerous. Bad habit I just can't get out of, Anthony. It's, it's not dangerous easy to for break it's bad not, habits. Not, it's not good. And then, of course, this is Western New York, so you never know when weather is going to jump up and you know be part of the game. Like, hey, uh, Mother Nature, I want to get in the game here. She's it's already turned. waving her It's uh, turned. Her it's waving, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 uh, we're, we're talking. Uh, they, I, I've heard the, the, the S word could happen as soon as today uh, in yeah, some yeah, places. Yeah. I so. could swear I saw flurries this morning, <laughs> by the way. Well, no, I guess up in... Uh, you know, just down the street from me in the Boston Hills, they expect some precipitation in higher altitudes. Didn't you guys get some uh, fr- uh, yesterday? Snow? Yeah. Not where I am, but I'm right close to the 219. Okay. I thought, and I know I saw some images on Facebook, some people in the South Towns posting pictures of uh, that white stuff on their front lawn. Actually, lines. Like, no, I don't want to see that. No. claimed that the precipitation that came late in the— uh, Op Bennett game. I thought he says it could be. Then it's either rain or snow. He wasn't sure. 
Well, either way, I'm still trying to thaw out from Thursday night when I took the kids out trick-or-treating. <laughs> we walked for almost two hours in the rain. Finally, and then Samantha finally, you know, the, the music to my ears. Daddy, I want to go home. Yes, yes, yes all right. <laughs> Let's find your brother and get out of here. Oh, it was brutal. Now today I get to go home and battle leaves. So you, you guys know I talk about Luke a little bit sometimes Yes, on the show. that was pretty cool. Go ahead. 23 pounds of candy he came home with. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Trust me. Is he made it a mission, I'll tell you that right now. Whether rain, sleet, snow, I don't care Wait, what it was. Wait, did he break last year's record? He did. Oh, <laughs> so he's going to be a, a postman, huh? Yeah. No, he... Neither rain or snow or yeah. sleet. But but he actually went out as... You, we, we kid, his nickname is the mayor. It was he a actually great went costume. out as the mayor. He had a top hat on yep. with a mayor's sign, and he did it upright. Oh, my gosh. I felt so bad for the kids in Lockport. Like, it was raining so hard, you know, kids weren't even around for an hour or two, and they got pushed back. So We didn't, get, you know, before we went out, because what it was, we went to a, a buddy of mine's neighborhood so our kids could trick-or-treat together. And before we left, you know, I had a little bit of candy set aside. Wait, nobody showed up. When we left, I didn't see anybody, uh, you know, in the neighborhood. But in, where I am, if it's slightest bit bad you don't see any kids yeah and well they figure if you weren't going to take your kid trick-or-treat in a neighborhood they wanted to go to the higher echelon neighborhood as well yeah a lot of them go to cayuga island you know it's a wealthier neighborhood and they get fun size no no yeah, big size, size full size, full size. Can, yeah you know samantha comes out of house like i got a full size hershey <laughs> i said no you didn't get a full size hershey daddy got a full size hershey <laughs> haven't you heard about Chocolate, the daddy tax chocolate's not good for you sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> it's only good for daddy <laughs> do you go? Do you uh, lay the dad tax on Luke? Well, normally I do, but you know I'm in the process of trying to eat better and healthier. This so I, kill I've you. been no. You know what? I'm not a big snack guy. So like chocolate, I don't like chocolate actually. Really? So to me, it's not a big deal. I'm not a sweet tooth guy. My that's my is, kryptonite. Yeah. See, my problem is I have five meals in a day. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my kryptonite is food. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have that problem too. I guess <laughs> those late night snacks. Oh, there's nothing better. Well, the calories don't count. You know, if it's midnight, you're kind of in between uh, yesterday and today, so the calories technically couldn't count, count towards the next day, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I was going to say, Tom, only five meals a day. Anthony would go. Uh, I shrivel away. up. Hey, actually, Roger, you didn't hear this before uh, you got here, but I had my physical on Tuesday and I actually lost a pound. So there, a whole pound. Now I need to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> Roger looks bamboozled right now. <laughs> no, no, what, what happened, you know, it was actually two hours before since he ate something. You know, usually he doesn't go more than an hour, so... All right, let's get to talking some football, guys. Uh, you can follow along today's Buffalo News or in the Niagara Gazette. Double A semifinals, Lancaster taking down Jamestown 28 7. It was OP 21, Bennett 14. South Park in Class A over Grand Island 36 23. Class B semifinals, uh, Maritime Health Science 42, Pioneer 7. Albion over Olean 21 14. Southwestern beating Chautauqua Lake, Westfield, Brockton 49 6. And you had uh, in Class D, Franklinville, Elkett 35, Salamanca nothing. So there's some of the scores from last night. First of all, 
have to ask you guys, and I don't think you guys are surprised at any of the scores. Maybe how close a game might have been as opposed, but I think it pretty much went the way uh, you guys had pretty much called it. Yeah, I, I think we definitely called who. I think there were some outcomes of games that were shocking. Like I was at the Maritime Pioneer game. I really thought that was going to be a tight one right to the end. So that surprised me on what the score and the outcome was. Um, Amen to that. You know, no doubt there. I also thought that I I didn't expect the Orchard Park Bennett game to be as close as they were with DJ Perry out, uh, you know, as well as. Justin um, Campbell was out. Yeah, Campbell out too. So you Campbell out because of the hit and yes, yeah, that was was Anthony. There has got to be there has got to be an appeal process on something like that. Well, the films seeing the did you see the film of the hit? Well, I was right. I I was right on the. Right on the sideline. And you were at you were at the Bennett uh, Niagara, Niagara Falls, Falls game, mm-hmm. Anthony. If anybody initiated contact, uh, had to had contact, it was the ball carrier, not the defender. Yeah, he lowered and his head. And the film is clear on that. The, that's always been a, you know that's a sticky point that I've discovered in the last few years is uh, the running back, the ball carrier. Putting the head down, you know. I've mentioned it when we talked last week about the uh, the proposed ban on youth football, and we talked about the safety measures. You know, as Don't a defense. Started on as a, uh, by the way, there are petitions that you can go online and sign. They're circulating all over uh, Facebook uh, to save youth football. There's a, okay, a site. Good. That's called Save Youth Football. You can find that. There, people are circulating uh, petitions to sign. I've signed it. Uh, and I believe in January there's supposed to be a vote on this. So right now it's just a proposal. And, uh, you know, list I saw, uh, there were several politicians that were signing on to ban it. So we'll see. I know there's going to be a. I'll bet you know, I think today there is, uh, uh, Angela Morinello is going to be, I think, at North Tonawanda Little League, and there's going to be a rally to save it. I think that's at 11 o'clock when this program is over. So, anyway, go back to, you know, and talking about, you know, as a, as a defensive coach and heads up and how we keep the head out of the game. All right. So, I have to teach my defensive players to put their head to the side. I mentioned hawk tacklings. We'll put the head to the side. It's a rugby style tackle. But where's the responsibility on the offense? Mm-hmm. We know offensive linemen, they're taught to keep their head up mm-hmm. to, so that there's no contact on the line. You're taught to get your hands up underneath the shoulder pad in the Armpit, armpit, and you want to lift the uh, the defensive lineman, so to speak. You're trying to bring him straight up to take away any power that he has to go forward. That's how you're going to block. That's the way Coach McNally taught us a few years ago when we had him speaking to the NASA coaches. So, where's the responsibility in the ball carrier as far as keeping your head out of out of it? Yeah, that's a really interesting point. You know, you talk a little bit about that that hit last week, um, even last night at the Wilson uh, Portville game. Um, uh, Drew Westmoreland, uh, the linebacker from uh, Wilson, he was knocked out of the game because one of the Portville running backs lowered his shoulder. You know, was you know was initiating contact. But it's like it's a tough it's a tough line for the referees because it's like I'm not I'm, Kyrie. I'm not blaming the referee. Yeah. It was the right call to be out of the game, obviously. Right. But then 
there's got to be an appeal process right. to review. There's no way that he should have missed that game last night. Absolutely. That's my point. Absolutely. I well, agree. the problem, too, is is if you don't have somebody filming every game and you're not able to look at, at several different angles, yeah. you know, how do you, how do you review it? Then it just becomes hearsay or who saw it, whose eyes were looking at it, what angle. Tom, how many times have you gone to a game and you're looking at, at a play from one angle, yeah. Kyrie may be looking at it from a different angle, right. and now you both have different opinions as oh, to what actually happened. No doubt, which is where I think Roger's trying to go with this yeah. by saying is, listen, there should be some sort of appeal because I will tell you live – things look much worse sometimes yeah. than actually when you see it on film right. and you get a chance to slow-mo it, really look at it. But you got to remember is we're in a new world and with the technology. And the thing is, have we adapted with the technology to be able to make such an appeal process and play? Because right now it is, if it's something that happens during a game based upon what the official saw, it's not reviewable, yeah. period. Yeah, and what I was going to say... um, what I was what I was talking about with the ref though, with the refs though, is you know they're in a position where they've got to at least you know if they're seeing kids initiating contact as offensive players, that's got to be something that's becoming more of a, a consistent call because you know over over the years we haven't seen that you know implemented, but that was something that was just voted on in the NFL last year, you know. So you want to see it you know almost nixed out of the game a little bit, but it's something that's so ingrained in the culture of football. Oh, you know he's lowering the shoulder on him. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, pick up more on that game and some of the other games, thoughts on, on what uh, happened last night as well. As I said, we're also going to preview and kind of match up uh, next week's contest at the stadium. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Tom Prince from WNY Athletics, Kyrie Demos from Niagara Gazette, and Roger West. Oh, why do you do this to me every year? Now the microphone goes dead. Way to go, Rog. Well, Monday it'll be my 47th wedding anniversary. Wow. 47. Can you believe there's somebody out there that spent 47 years with me? That's that uh, negative twenty three. At that, that's point. amazing. Happy anniversary! <laughs> All right, back to the games from last night, and we we're talking about uh, the hit in the Niagara Falls game. All right, can uh, pick up where we left off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was um, especially like you talked about, you know, seeing things from different angles. You know, seeing seeing. You know, you were on the Bennett sideline, right? Yeah. Well, that is the amazing thing about it. You knew something was going to happen because you know it's not like I was in the Niagara. Fall sideline from here to you for a hit. I was on the opposite side of the field, and that was as loud a thing you heard. I I don't know. Were you in the press box? I, no, I was this far away. Well, um, and that must but, have been ear crushing. Oh my on that. It was loud. It was so crazy. yeah, we knew there was going to be a flag. The only thing we didn't know was it helmet to helmet or shoulder pad to shoulder pad. It was as soon as 
Well, three officials threw the fifth flag. Oh yeah, so we knew it was a helmet to helmet deal. I, I think I think the the thing that they saw was well, you know, this kid's laying motionless after the hit. They see, you know, he's a quarterback too. So the tough thing is like, when does a quarterback give themselves up on a run? You know, so that that's the tough thing. I think uh, Humphrey Goldsmith slid a little late, but at the same time too, like he 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 didn't do himself any favors. Okay, so that led to Bennett being uh, without their player, without the without the. This is now, and this was after the uh, uh, quarterback got hurt too. So in what almost almost back to well, no series to series because if I remember, the quarterback got hurt down by the corner of the end zone. To yeah, your, Perry to your got left. hurt. Yes. Yeah, Perry got hurt. Uh, he was diving into the end zone in the first quarter, like five minutes into the game. Um, so then this is Justin Campbell, their backup running back, who. The week before, rushed for like a buck seventy-five against Niners. And I don't know if I'd call him a backup running back. Yeah. I'd call him as a side-by-side running You're one back to DJ Perry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those two are one that A and one B. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He might be yeah. one of the most versatile guys on that team oh, too. Definitely, because I mean, he's arguably their best defensive Linebacker. player. Yeah. And leader, yes. okay, leader of that team. I've watched him actually even pregame the way he is with his team. That is a leader out there on mm-hmm. his team, and that's a big loss to the whole team. So. You know, to flip it, to now see what we saw against an Orchard Park team where you're down to your best players, and it was, it sounds like Pompey was the one who actually steps up in the in this Bennett and actually was able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Give them credit. Wow, they came out, you know, swinging and said, we are in this game, we're playing for the stadium, and, you know, Bennett w- was ready to play this game. There's no doubt. Orchard Park comes up big. They are down in this game. So you've got to give two things I've been talking about uh, early on in the season. One, Orchard Park had to find a running game. Kulikowski actually is back. Kulikowski runs for over 100 yards against Bennett. Plus, Sharp comes up big late in the game. He has a big touchdown pass to Peter Libatori. Seems like Peter Libatori has been one of his favorite um, targets so far this year, especially underneath those short those short passes to be able to turn into some big passes, and then he I think it's a 72 yard run play by Sharp to be able to take the lead for Orchard Park. So again, Sharp says, you know I've done it all year long. I've done it against some of the best teams. Sharp steps up. Orchard Park gets a chance. Now we can actually say, is this truly the rivalry com- we coming up? Because now we see one of the biggest rivalries in Western New York, Lancaster Orchard Park back there. Yeah, because they've never played before. No, it's, it's never, they've um, never had not a in good the last, game. Not, no, they haven't played in the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Just a, and it's crazy, too, because, you know, these programs, I mean, as great as AA has been, you know, these are the two top, premier programs in AA, especially over the last decade or two. Yeah, well, you throw in Jamestown, too, as well, yep. and then Clarence makes an appearance uh, a few times. So, yeah, and AA's traditionally has been a tight, tight uh, thing. You know, one once in a while we'll have one team run away with it, but, they're, yeah, they're competitive. Yeah, but right. those Speaking teams are of Jamestown, special. congratulations to Rich Carlson. Remember yeah. him from Jamestown? Mm-hmm. He has been added to the 53-man roster for the Cleveland Browns. Wow. Cool. Huge. Yeah, huge. I was, you know, my wife found that on uh, Googling through all the uh, whatevers and all that. Uh, in fact, I guess it was in the Buffalo uh, News, so not in the, I don't know if it was in the paper today. I haven't looked at the paper today, but it was on the website there. I don't know if he's going to be active Sunday. 
But wouldn't that be something if he ends up playing against the Bills in, what, two weeks or whenever yeah, it is? Sure. That'd be pretty neat. That'd be cool. So, Tony, you said were we surprised about any games here? Yes. So, I, I'm not surprised about Lancaster winning, but there had to be a pick game going into it. Okay, Absolutely. Like, a lot of people Absolutely. didn't know who was going to come out, and that was a Especially long— Especially because Jamestown was the home team. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, from what we understand, Savon Van Sickle does not play in this game, right, oh, which is a big huge. loss for Jamestown. Um, don't know why, so I don't even want to speculate or anything is, but wow. he did not play in this game. But I will tell you, we said it beforehand, one of the best coaching staffs in Western New York is Lancaster. They made the right adjustments. They were ready to play in this game. But listen, Jamestown, you are a powerhouse about to happen. Yeah. Freshman quarterbacks, sophomore running backs, what's coming up in JV, what's coming up on this freshman team, this is going to be a team where watch out, Western New York, because yeah. you are going to hear some great things that are about to happen with Jamestown. Watch out, New York State. Yeah, well, not only true. Jamestown, when you look at the success of their JV, Lancaster's JV was very successful as well this year. Both teams are, you know, collision course in the in the future as well. But you're right. As your point about the Lancaster coaching staff, the adjustments that they're able to make, the understanding. That, now, you told me something I didn't know. Coach Rupp is now uh, up in the booth watching the game as opposed to being on the side. Lines yes. were. He, he's made that adjustment. He says he can see the game better. Um, and the reason why we keep saying coaching staff is mm -hmm. because he really believes in that entire staff that he has. So he knows he can be up in the press box and still have a phenomenal staff on the sideline. I still say it's all Sean Brusso, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Sean is going to love to hear that anyway. So, <laughs> No, that's a great point, though, about Savant Van Sickle. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's how you hold a, a Jamestown team to seven points. Um, you know, I, I saw that score and was really like surprised. Like, man, like to go into Jamestown and do that. It was, it was twenty-one nothing at one point. Yeah, you know what I mean. So just to know what Lancaster. But listen, there's also no surprise. Listen, right. Lank. This is Lancaster's time to play. That's true. He gets to the stadium again. Think about it. Since Coach Rupp has taken over this team, he's been to the stadium every single is that time. Five years in a row now. Four or five years in a row. Right, every single Amazing. time. Man. What does that say for that coaching staff right there? Coaching coach, matters. You know, yeah. <laughs> coach, listen, you deserve all the credit in the world, and and you know we'll show it. But I actually got a chance to see the Maritime game, the Maritime uh, Pioneer game. And that I told big you old I offensive shocked. line of theirs. Listen. Their skilled players right now can match up with, with, with just about anybody in Western New York. You're talking about four guys that could run the ball and run the ball effectively, right? At one point, you've actually seen Addison Copeland, Makai Bridgers. You've got um, John Washington with his brother, Jay, Jayon Washington, also uh, b behind the helm, and Maurice Vaughn, all at one point are running the ball. And they just ran the ball all over the field. Whether it was up the gut, whether they broke it out to the outsides, it was unbelievable. The plays that they had, the game starts off, Pioneer gets the ball first, goes three and out, punts it off, and then a 65-yard return for a touchdown to go there to start the game off. Oh, and that's a, a dagger right there. When you give right. up a special teams touchdown, that's a dagger. Then they go, Pioneer goes three and out again, punts it, this time they get a chance to get their offensive on the board and then 69 yards for a touchdown to get game two, to get touchdown number two. Then touchdown number three is a 35, 40-yard in, um, interception 
back for into the house. They're up twenty-one nothing, and it's like eight minutes uh, uh, still left in the first quarter. Yeah, you're demoralized just, by that point. It was just unbelievable. It didn't matter whether it was special teams, whether it was defense, whether it was offense. They won every facet of the game, and and there was actually a second one that was run back for a touchdown on on special on special teams that got called back due to a penalty. Otherwise, there would have been two special team touchdowns uh, that would have been run back. And as a as a coverage unit, you still see that and are demoralized. Like, yeah. man, we just gave up one of these guys. Now they're running it back again, and yeah, it's called back. But man, that 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 just instills fear into you. Yeah. Tom, I mean, quickly, your thoughts on Terry on Vernon, the lineman for uh, Maritime. I listen. I'm. This guy pioneer, was a monster. Pioneer game couldn't won. move the ball. They really nobody could move the ball against but, you know, this guy. Now, he uh, plays sixty now, minutes. Now or um, forty-eight minutes. They, Pioneer did have a running back, Trey Hill, that actually did very well in this game. So I don't want to take anything away from from Trey. Trey actually had play. a very good game, but he fought for every yard he had out there. When he got through that line, it was fight, fight, fight. There was one play, in fact, that uh, Trey had run the ball up the middle was about three yards short of the first down, and then you watch this whole pile move across the first down, and it was because of Trey keeping his feet, making sure that he kept moving, making sure he was doing the right things. But, boy, give that guy. He had a lot of heart in this game, and he was not giving up no matter what that score said on the scoreboard. So, Trey, great game. That was, like I said uh, earlier uh, this year, uh, somebody forgot to tell all those pioneer kids that Riggerman graduated. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so true. The, you know, Conley Cup winner from a year ago, because uh, you know Riggerman, who never heard of them. You know, that's how good they were. That yeah, was of the ancient year. history. And I thought that, like I say, I thought if there was a team that could beat Maritime, it was uh, Pioneer. And they three other games uh, before we go to the break, guys. That I wanted to get your uh, your comments on the Albion Olean game in the Southwestern Chautauqua Lake Westfield Brockton game and the Franklinville Ellicottville Salamanca game. I mean, you guys have been mentioning all year about uh, Franklinville Ellicottville, so not much of a surprise there. Not really. Thirty-five I, I, to nothing. I think we're all waiting that you know we don't want to assume anything, but the favorite will be today. Will be uh, CSP will be the favorite in their game. And We'd that, have to assume that because two weeks ago they beat Randolph like 34 yeah. to nothing. Yeah, that's right. True. Which just bodes what we've been waiting for the rematch of Franklinville, Ellicottville versus CSP that we're hoping to see at the stadium. And it, honestly, this really could be talking about the state de matchup state, right there, yeah, de state, de championship state championship between those two teams. No doubt. You know, another one. How many times have we talked Southwestern versus oh, Wilson? Seriously, they all have season. played gems, unbelievable matchups, and we're going to see that matchup there again too. Um, you know, uh, how about here's two teams we haven't even talked about yet: South Park McKinley in oh, a championship goodness. matchup. That's going to be a phenomenal. You game. know, right there, you've got what we've seen is South. I mean, um, McKinley wins. Seven nothing. Seven nothing. Seven nothing against West Seneca West. And it was a pick six, I believe. Uh, if I'm so not you're talking about yeah. a defensive gem of a game between both teams that are out there. Listen, I I've gotten a chance to see this McKinley team play. They can play on the line. They can play. They've got skilled players. This game with South Park is gonna be a game. There's no doubt. It's gonna be the skilled players of South Park. Versus the line and defensive play of McKinley, the question is who's going to actually win as far as 
you know, their strength. I mean, we're looking strength at a, a Harvard Cup battle uh, being held at uh, at the stadium. Yeah, at the at the Nerf. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting too. You know, South Park's taken some punches the last few weeks, but they've they've gotten you know they've they've taken them, you know, and given dish out, out punishment themselves as well. You know, can I mean, you say that this is going to be a game of whoever does a better job of protecting the ball? Could be. That's where the defense would come into play. You know, McKinley's it, it, hard to figure out, Anthony, because they seem to play up or down to the competition. The team true. that beat Kenmore West, all the good things I heard about Kenmore West and McKinley had their way with them. Then you look at some of these other games, it's like they're just getting through it. And, well, if they did that to Ken West, they should have annihilated some of these others, yeah, and they haven't. For sure. But, uh, you know, hats off to West Seneca West, too. Uh, that, that that was a good team. They were, what, the third seed? Yeah, third the, seed. Obviously, the A1s were, I think, a little bit stronger than the A2s this year. Yeah, I think the A2s got – it was tough. There was a few different scenarios with the A2 teams. That Other than South up. Park, obviously. And then, of course, Star Point, they were decimated, decimated. with injuries by the end of the year. Yeah. A healthy South Park uh, Star Point team might be a different story. We will never know. Yeah, we will never know. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, more of Inside High School Sports. Kind of size up the matchups that are going to happen at the stadium. Get your opinions on that. Uh, don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. And tonight, the Sabres and the Islanders. Sabre fans are a little worried on social media last night. Let's hope that they bounce back today. Don't forget, tomorrow, you're going to want to keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550 for all of your Bills Redskins coverage. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, and then Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. Keep it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Talking about the games last night. And, uh, Kyrie, you did want to talk a bit about the uh, the Wilson uh, game. Oh, yeah, Wilson and Portville. First of all, hats off to Portville. Um, they finished the season 7-2. and two, And, you know, I was saying this, you know, if there's, if there's not a Southwestern team in the C-South, that game last night is a game you want to see at New Era Field because this was unbelievable. Um, you know, Jaden Lassiter got to 25 touchdowns on the season last night. Um, but just a back-and-forth game between them and Wilson. Uh, opening kickoff return ran back by the Lakemen uh, with Drew Westmoreland. Um, Portville responds, and then they take advantage of two muffed uh, kickoff returns by the Lakemen. Um, but, yeah, back-and-forth effort. And then just the way the game closed out, uh, Portville had a um, fourth down touchdown to for their final score um then wilson they go down they have a um they've got a third down conversion in a two-minute drill to go down and score and then declan ferry you know one of the best um two-way players in all of western new york but especially in small schools this kid you know he's the leading receiver for the team at the time uh in the game but on the season as well to close the game out he has a uh, he deflects was a sixty-six the ball. year, sixty-six yards or something like 66 that. Sixty-six yard yeah. catch and run from uh, Atlas to Andreola. Um, but yeah, after that score, um, Portville's trying to drive and yeah, Ferry deflects the ball up to himself, picks it off to seal the game. I mean, this kid is amazing. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him at a you know one double A school um, playing Division one football at mm-hmm. some point. You know, he's got the size. He's about six four, six five. Um, but yeah, just hats off to to Coach Atlas as well. Um, you know, they, this is the first uh, time that they've finished undefeated in the regular season. Their first trip to the stadium. Second or oh, third, sec- third, third, um, third time, but first since 1990. And the last time they did it, their defensive coordinator, um, Coach Ferry, 
uh, Declan's father was on the team. And wow. He, he set the record for uh, sacks in the season that year, and Declan might have just broken it last night. So hats Whoa. off to them. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And they get to wait one more game before they play Southwestern to get to the stadium, right. which is big. And, uh, you know, another shout-out is um, that we didn't talk about in the Orchard Park game is uh, Orchard Park got a chance to get their star back, too, which is Pataki. Uh, Mike Pataki actually 13 solo tackles, 14 and a half tackles in his game. Wow. You know that defense led by Coach Sen, the defensive coordinator, uh, who's done a phenomenal job defensively with the with these kids this year, uh, is going to be ready to play. So this is now, this is going to be a game. Like the, if you look about that Lancaster game, the Lancaster Orchard Park game, this is the game that Pataki gets hurt in. Right, Mahoney has a huge hit on Pataki and. Uh, and he's going to get a chance to now play in this game. You know, be ready. These, both these teams are, are are going to be ready to play this game. Do you think that that might be the tightest game at the stadium next week? Man, I don't know. Uh, listen, that, that's going to be a tight one. I think South Park McKinley's going to be a tight one. Yep. You know, uh, who knows what the Franklinville Ellicottville C- CSP game is going to be? I, I know Franklinville Ellicott was big, but that's to me is going to be another close game. The Albion game. The yeah, the Albion Maritime game. I will tell you, I, I I do think Maritime's got a little bit more of an advantage in that game. But absolutely, listen, Albion's offense can put up uh, yards yeah, and points. No, no, no question yeah, about that. Yeah. But as you've been talking about with Maritime and the size uh, of their line, and then you throw in the speed of their skill players, that's tough to overcome. It really, and not only that, it's not one two skilled players. No, right. I mean, you're talking four guys that could run the ball at any time. Yeah. That's and tough they, to prepare for. Yeah, they do. They go into a wishbone. They go into three back sets. They go into uh, you know multiple sets from the running back position that will you know will confuse you as to who's going to get the ball. Not that they're not going to be ready to understand that it's going to be a run, but you could run three different ways off what the set is, and it'll be the question is, are they going to be able to read it the right way? In other words, to uh, to capitalize on it. You know, but Albion's got, you know, definitely another strong team that's going to be in the mix. Listen, these games are all going to be great. Like I said to you, I, I, I'm, I'm, of course, kidding when I say it, but not kidding at the same time is – this is like another rivalry week as far as I'm concerned with how oh many matchups that you're talking about that are legitimately rivalries yeah. within Western New York but can't play rivalry week because of another scenario. Right. But these are some big rivalries right here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And when you think about it, it's not just rivalries. You're talking about heavyweight battles. I mean, oh. this is, you know, they, oh, yeah. you, you list all the greatest heavyweights of all time on one card, and this is basically kind of what it's going to be like. And if you're a fan of high school football, how do you, you know, First of all, how do you pick which game you're going to want to go right. to? Uh, you might as well pack a lunch and, and decide to do, be there all Camp day. Out. It starts Friday night, uh, then into Saturday afternoon. You're going to have your fill of good high school oh, football. I mean, the, the Wilson-Southwestern game, two undefeated programs that – I mean, these are two small schools too. These are, I mean, no, no, no more than 25 kids on either side. You know I think I mean? Wilson at twenty three yeah. on the Wilson on, on the roster. So yeah. yeah. A lot of small rosters. Maritime I think only has twenty six on their roster at this time. Really? Yep. I mean, uh you go up and down, the only big rosters are your two double A teams, which will have, you know, upwards of towards forty to fifty kids on each one of those teams. But um, you know, I just love these matchups from a coaching matchup to the players matchup. 
to rivalries, like you were saying, too. They, they were, I mean, different styles. Listen, styles. I, I, I've been as a part of this Orchard Park Lancaster rivalry, not only as somebody in the media, but I've also been there as a parent. As a you know parent, what I mean? And, right. and listen, it's fun. It really is. Like, it's two teams that respect one another, mm-hmm. but at the same time want to beat each other really bad, right? And, and, and Coach Rupp and Coach Dana, I know are going to have their teams ready. Two of the best coaches you know, around that I have unbelievable respect for, and I know that they're going to have their teams ready to play. And historically, if you win this game, you know, you've got a chance to win it all. You've got a chance to win states. Well, it, it, double A is going to be really difficult. Yeah. It's so tough to get past Section 5. That's true. But once you do, if you get past Section you 5, you, hit, you definitely have a shot. Listen, Absolutely. that winner that comes out of the Section 5, Section 6 game is normally the team that goes on to the stadium Generally. to see it. Right. So, you know, it, it will be a, a matchup of the heavyweights. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You know, and, and Tony, everything starts this week on Tuesday. So Tuesday is media day. You're going to see all the interviews. You're going to hear all the talk. You're going to hear from these kids, hear from these coaches, and get a chance to be able to hear all the great things that we're going to about to see at the stadium. You're going to hear about people that are going to be up for Conley Cup finalists. Yep. They're there. We've got people from South Park that will be Conley Cup finalists, Maritime, Southwestern, yeah. you know what I mean, Orchard Park, Lancaster. You're going to hear all of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Not just Conley, yeah. but Trench as well. Trench, yeah. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. And I don't – sorry, and I apologize. I don't want to downplay play the trench either but you're going to hear some of these great athletes look out on social media because you're going to hear some great interviews along the way oh yeah can't wait for media day should be fun <laughs> oh the whole thing is a blast i mean if you've never been if you've never gone to the stadium for a game it's, it, you know part of me wishes it was somewhere else because you know to get it loud but when you're putting you know two schools together and it's just the stadium is so big yeah. you know that it's it, the crowd doesn't really get loud or or you don't notice it as well but the players get so excited you're going out on on the field that you've grown up watching since you were a little kid and now you get I mean I I I can't imagine what that would be like as a player so you know you got all that throw that in there but i just wish it was in a smaller where you could really feel the crowd it does almost give you like a different appreciation though like when you look up and you see man it's just the fans from these two schools and mm-hmm. it's, you know you got maybe 30 percent of that sideline filled up and you know the other sideline might have 40 percent of the, the stands filled up but it just is so cool to see man that's all it's all all black and red it's all and the good thing about and, being you know at the stadium I mean? is the visuals on, on the uh, scoreboard yeah you know when you watch the replay that stuff is great yeah. so all right guys thank you much it's been a great show tune in next week where it'll be all about the playoffs at the stadium and kind of try to figure out who we're going to see out of rochester All right, back for next week with more Inside High School Sports. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.